You are listening to the Simpsons Watch Along Podcast. I'm your host, The Peace Machine. Alongside me is my good friend, Dabble Dob, as he always is. What's going on, Budway? Not much. I'm just excited to watch another great episode of The Simpsons. I really like this episode, and I think it's going to be exceptionally cromulent because we have a guest Tell us who that guest is. Mr. Jim Valley. Jim, welcome to the podcast. This is such a pleasure to be on here. Um, I'm very excited. I love The Simpsons. So uh, I, the hardest part, seriously, I was so thrilled when you guys asked me, the hardest part literally was choosing an episode. Well, you blurted one out immediately, so that's what we went with. <laughs> <laughs> this is not my first choice. Yes, your first choice was already already done right no I th- my first choice was uh simpsons califragilistic expialidocious the, Mar- the sherry bobbins episode oh oh well you didn't quote that to me in, in your response if you would have done that that would have been the episode we're doing but too late you've well, got the- this one well here's the reason why because you guys always okay. rate the episodes after we're done watching and as i watched it again i love it because one i love mary poppins and i think it's brilliant to send up such a classic like mary poppins but, but the episode itself is really kind of a farce. It's just gag after gag after gag, and there's no story arc to it. You're so right. Like, Nothing oh, really I happens. Put that episode on. So I had to choose another one. Okay. Well, you chose a, a stellar episode. It is season 10, episode number five. The title is When You Dish Upon a Star. So, But before we get into the episode, I want to hear about Jim Valley's um, Life with the Simpsons. You don't have to tell us how old you are, but uh, you know, based on your responses, you, you're probably around our ages, and you you got you fell in love right away. And so, just tell, take us through your Simpsons love. Well, I mean, I've I've been on day one, day one for sure. I remember the stories about oh, the Fox Network is going to build this show based on the cartoon on Tracy Ullman. And I was like, what a stupid idea! That is the stupidest thing <laughs> I think I've ever heard. And um, I watched it and I enjoyed it, but I think what really clicked for me was probably the Demoxanil episode. I think that's where it all kind of fell in place and I went, oh my gosh, it's brilliant. Um, (laughs) The one where Homer loses his hair and then he gets Demoxanil and it grows his hair back. Yeah, excellent episode. Because Minoxidil was such a thing then and it was part of the culture and that just kind of one of the earliest... um, Simpsons callbacks to something that was happening in popular culture at the time, and they personalized it through Homer. And it was also kind of, you know, the first couple of seasons were all about Bart and don't have a cow and the whole Bart Simpson phenomenon. And right. I, again, I remember reading about this as well, where the Simpsons decided to kind of do a pivot and focus more on Homer. And, you know, you go back now, and I can't really watch like the first, the first episode, the first season for sure, I can't watch. Because they're not fully fleshed out. But once they got it fleshed out where you have Homer being Homer and then, you know, Lisa kind of the heart and Marsh, uh, Marge kind of the soul of the Simpsons, when it all kind of comes into place, it's beautiful. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And we're big Simpsons fans, big F4W online fans as well, and big fans of your work. So we're happy to have you on. And so we're going to cue this baby up, season 10, episode number five. And I'm going to give us a countdown, and we're going to watch the whole stupid song for the probably 10,000th time. I'm sure we've all seen it. So are you ready to roll, roll fellas? Let's right. hit it. Three, 
two, one, press play now. Clouds are opening. So we kill the audio. Person. Yeah, and so this episode, it has a few of the elements that contribute to episodes that I don't like a lot of the time, like celebrity cameos. But Ron Howard is so strong in this episode that it just nukes everything, and I, I love it. I even have, like, right off the bat, one of the first things that comes to mind is the closing credits scene at the very end where at the very end it just goes, Homer, we're out of vodka. <laughs> yeah. So, but dot, but dot is not my email address. I remember reading that in 19-whatever season. I'm just being like, I don't even know what an email address is. <laughs> well, that's the funny thing. It's like so much of The Simpsons is ahead of the curve on a lot of these trends. And there have been episodes where I've watched where, like, I didn't know about some social trend that was happening. And I literally learned about it from The Simpsons. Like, for example, I didn't know, like, that the whole Spirit Halloween stores, there's a culture of workers who go around the country and travel to these temporary jobs like that and keep these jobs. I had no idea. Oh, to piggyback off that thought, it's just kind of like a lot of my pop culture, like musical references are it's like, hey, I remember that song. I heard it first on The Simpsons or that movie. Yeah, I kind of know something about that. I don't know where I saw it. Oh, yeah, I saw it on The Simpsons. Their ability to spoof and just, you know, make something that, like you just said, from the zeitgeist and just make a little quip about it and, it and it does stick with you like i'm pl- i play who wants to be a millionaire on my phone all day long and there are so many questions that i'm like yep learn that from the simpsons yeah it's i kind of learn sometimes about different uh popular artists like when they do a saturday night live appearance or something like oh okay that's so and so right up. right yeah speaking of spoofs the first scene we get homer's dream he's just yogi bear eviscerating flanders what a dream well that's the thing about this episode too is there's a lot of references um to celebrities or cartoons that you know people don't talk about anymore in 30 years that's going to happen too that you're like oh yeah who is that and we'll get to that i'm probably coming up a little bit later on as we sip our royal crown cola This is this is what I want from the from the first act of The Simpsons. You want all of the gags and you want them doing something completely different that you don't expect what the bulk of the episode is going to be about. You want a family episode where they're doing something, bunch of gags, bunch of personality lines and it's just the opening, the first act of The Simpsons is always my favorite. Always. It's always the best. Yeah. Oftentimes it goes downhill, but usually it, it hangs strong. But like this, this is a great example. We're going to the lake. Since when is there a lake and since when do they go there? But who cares? Now they're driving through the weeds here in the cornfields as a shortcut. It's great. And we watched an episode from season 10 on the last episode, and it was much like this. And so this era, they did that a lot, where they would just come out gangbusters right from the start, throw a bunch of stuff at the wall, and it would usually all stick. I like that, sh- that uh, Homer knows what, what uh, pesticide they're using. <laughs> <laughs> I still pronounce it Kim Bassinger. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have known that either. That's how I have to remember. Right. Where they cook their vittles in the hot tub. Yeah, busy day at the lake. There's Wendell the puking boy. Wouldn't you want an episode where the Simpsons (laughs) go to the lake? 
Yes, with, with Flanders's boat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, they they went in the movie also. I, I feel like there was a lake where all the waste oh, were. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, I love this. That sounds like a wager to me. <laughs> I use that all the time. Now that's, so let me ask you, is, is Homer saying that to get out of the situation, or does he really think that? It doesn't matter. You know, it's probably he's probably that dumb and just doesn't realize that he's getting out of the situation. I think he can just be personally offended or even challenged by the most minor of sentences. So it can go either way or both. Okay. I hate parasailing with passion. Just, you know, apropos of nothing. <laughs> I think it's super lame. And I think you look like a, a dork when you're doing it. I do like Apu's Speedo, though. By the way, with the snapping turtles, are they in Fairfax, Virginia? Wasn't there some snapping turtle that was just found in someone's yard recently oh, oh yeah i think i heard about that yeah does it so is, that, is that a hint that the springfield is in virginia so this episode simpsons this, did this, it. this episode aired in 1998 so probably not yeah they predicted it well that's another reason to watch this episode too this may be their most famous prediction in this episode Maybe they need to start like making like some socially conscious predictions. <laughs> Being like, there will be <laughs> peace across America. Right? That would be nice. Yeah, what a what a bizarre way to get Homer to to confront these celebrities here. Falling through the, the window from a parasailing accident. Yeah. I mean how else is he going to get in there? Is he just going to knock on the door? No. Yeah, anybody else would have written something where he's going door to door selling something or right. That, but no, not the Simpsons. I didn't. Yeah, what a convoluted. It's like the game of mouse trap. It's like all these things had to happen for him to get in there. <laughs> and just so happens he really hits it all. That's why the first act is always the best. And he exactly. just immediately takes them just welcomes himself with open arms to their bed. <laughs> Billy Baldwin. <laughs> I like that he's already got a robe. Yeah. So they pitched this episode. Originally, they pitched it to um, uh, da, da, Bruce Willis and Demi Moore to be the couple, and they turned it down. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I can't see that. This is the be- this is the best choice. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Alec Baldwin, ridiculously talented. I loved him in 30 Rock. Um, everyone talks about Trump on Saturday Night Live, but he's been funnier on Saturday Night Live before then. He's one of the great hosts of Saturday Night Live. But I know that he's a jerk. I know in real life he would be annoying, and I wouldn't like him in real life, but you cannot deny the guy's talent. Oh, totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, oh, hey, hey, come on. Peach is not that talented. <laughs> yeah, <well played. laughs> yeah, it just, you know, The Simpsons have been on for so long, and you guys talked about this with producer Rob. It's like, even though the new episodes aren't as good, and they went through a downtime, I felt like they've come back quite a bit the past few years, and I'm not as passionate about it as I used to be, but it's comforting the fact that they're still there. <laughs> 
That is true. I and and I do fully intend on watching all of them at some point. You know, it, maybe now would be a good time to start. I tried to start actually like as soon as COVID shut down, side kind of happened, and then I got sidetracked with Star Wars because you know Star Wars. Uh, but I I do fully intend to watch it. Do you, do you do you keep up? I I've got some from this current season that I've not watched. I need to get caught up, but I try to, yeah. And I think you hit the nail on the head there, Jim. You can you can go back and watch these old ones, and it really kind of at least. For our age bracket, takes me back to a more comfortable time because, you know, 1998, I'm 13 years old. I have nothing on my plate <laughs> except to watch The Simpsons and a wrestling pay-per-view later that right. night. And so it takes you back to just a simpler well, time. Well, you're also not going to get a, a, a show that's on for 30 years anymore. I, I want The Simpsons to break that bonanza record and be the longest-running television show, period. Not scripted, not episodic not entertainment i just i want to hold the record because that given the landscape of media and things that'll never happen again homer wearing the uh the spectacles one of my favorite props (laughs) it's always a good what's that record on bonanza how long are they is that i don't know i feel like it should have already been passed but it's like 30 some years yeah okay but simpsons passed it with episodes a long time ago they could have had the um, Native Americans from Bonanza <laughs> come on and try to kill the Simpsons before they broke the record. Could have been really. Didn't nice. they have the the Native Americans from Bonanza? Okay, they did. The mall. Yeah. Why is uh, Why is Ron <laughs> Howard dressed like he delivers Domino's? <laughs> He's got a side Dark hustle, stars, Jim. We all do. Have you ever? Have you guys ever drank in a lawnmower? I have no. <laughs> I've I've mentioned the lawnmower constantly when people bring up alcoholic drinks. It's just wheatgrass and vodka. That's horrible. I know. I'll have a crab juice. Oh, there's Omel <laughs> Tech, oh. the head. Cell phone. Marge knows more about PETA than Homer does. <laughs> I, I use this all the time as a personal trainer, too. And strain. <laughs> Wrench your neck. How many clients do you have? Uh, yeah, that's right. Zero. <laughs> oh, there's that script. Which is so Homer. <laughs> I love, I have such a soft spot for Ron Howard in this episode where he's pitching Homer's script later as his own. And he's just really giving such an emotional read of it. I love that it's Sophie's choice. He's pitching <laughs> lives or dies. Speaking <laughs> of references, the references to uh, Potsy and Horsham. <laughs> That drawing of the lawn chair and the umbrella is awesome. I actually used that erotic thriller line just last week. Um, this is going to sound ridiculous, but in a Dungeons and Dragons game, I had they found like this book and it was titled uh, 
such and such an erotic thriller just it's a perfect subtitle for anything you do <laughs> like work reports you know school work anything just tack on an erotic thriller at the end and the body of the work doesn't matter because they're just waiting to get to the erotic part either way today netflix would buy it well have you guys been to a uh, most tavern at uh, either universal studios I've been to I've been to the Universal Studios, been to everything there. Yep. Yeah, they did such a nice job on those. Oh yeah, it's it's really cool. the The ride is so good, it made me nauseous. So funny, they do so many jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I have a can of Duff Beer Energy Drink that I've never. Where'd opened. you get that? Um, I don't know where it came from. Someone brought it to me as a present. I don't know where they got it from, but it's prominently on display in my house i've got a plastic duff beer mug that i bought at universal for that i had so much garbage ass bart simpson crap in 1993 <laughs> i wish i had any of it i don't have, i don't have a, a cent here's another uh, reference to jurassic park here yeah the shuttlecock <laughs> 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 I get Alec Baldwin is so good at this delivering is... these lines. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And this was, I mean, has celebrity worship kind of died out? I mean, mm-hmm. there was a time where, you know, with like the E entertainment shows and all that stuff, it was just constant celebrity news. Oh, no, I think it's worse. I'm not really in that loop. Is that still? I a think thing? it's worse um, with so many different avenues. Um, you know, different genres, whether it's like, like with Twitch, so many of those Twitch celebrities, what is that girl's name? She just came back online. I saw on Twitter and she was selling her bath water to readers. Um, <laughs> yeah. What a rip off. Was... I mean, it tasted horrible. <laughs> I was going to go with that joke too. <laughs> well, beat you too. No, I think, I think in many ways, I think the celebrity worship is worse. Because so many people don't monetize definitely... Right. Yeah, you have a chance to have a larger variety of niche people to go find. Only fans. But it seems like now there's also a lot of furor attached to it. Um, It's like one day you're hot, and then the next day people are going to bring you down for whatever. I think South Park did that perfectly with that Britney Spears episode where she shoots herself. You're right. That was like in early 2000. <laughs> Man, I love Mo. Darius Downs. Moe's your favorite tertiary character, isn't he? He's nobody. Yeah, you know, he is. The Simpsons is so good with the angry mob and oh, yeah. how we as a country or a population or whatever react as an angry mob to things. There's probably not, not enough credit the Simpsons get for scripting and the acting out of the angry mobs, how fickle they are. Just all the stuff that angry mobs on The Simpsons do. One of the very first things I tweeted once the COVID thing was uh, happened was what was the 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 angry mob going after uh, Dr. Hibbert? Anything I give you would just be a placebo. Where we get these placebos? Maybe there's some in this truck. (laughs) And they flip it over, and all the bees come out. Yeah, the angry mob mentality, they re- did a very good job on the Homer Badman episode. Yes. 
where, where yeah. they used, uh, you know, just like slow motion footage of him, like freeze frame, just to portray him. Like they can make you look uh, however they want, just about any way they want you to. Mainly, I like that episode for Rowdy Roddy Peeper. Rowdy Roddy Peepers, absolutely. Oh, yeah. See, that was the challenge of picking an episode. It's like, do I pick an episode with wrestling in it? Do I? I, I actually was going to pick a different episode that I don't like. I was like, well, for a first time, maybe maybe I shouldn't do one that I'm negative on. We've done a couple of negative ones, yeah. They're, it, they're still enjoyable, but yeah, there's a it, we've yet to tackle season one. I don't think we will for a while. I love Mo tricking Kirk into going and getting electrocuted. That's the best. Who's the big loser? Um, you think it's Kirk? Or is it um, um, his name now? Um, the guy from that they made out of. Uh, oh, never mind. We gotta talk about Ray Bolger. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> know who Ray Bolger is? Is that real? That's real. He's the Scarecrow from the Wizard yes. of Oz. Oh fuck me! You're right. I I didn't I didn't know that. I would never have guessed that. It, what what an obscure reference to pull of all the celebrities. <laughs> like, think about Ray Bulger. Yeah, screw him. Well, also, I think he'd been dead. I think he died in the eighties. Well, it's Barry. <laughs> I'll tell you what. He's looking out for Ray Bulger. I mean, he like was like Mister Nice Guy, like a more innocuous celebrity you're not going to find. He died in nineteen eighty-seven. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, there's a great line there about Homer kissing him goodnight on the forehead. Forehead? Oh, the talking pies. <laughs> Do you think Ron Howard, Kim Basinger, and Alec Baldwin all became friends because of this, or were they already friends? I think they've worked together, have they? I don't know, actually. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I like how seriously Ron took the pie movie script. He's like, no, you can't lose the pie. The pie's the heart. I wonder if they talk about like real movies like that. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they've had to rationalize some really bad scripts in their time, so it wasn't that much of a stretch. Gotta get paid, man. I will sell out in a heartbeat. Whose camper is this? I'm going to guess Flanders. Yeah, what would you think? No time to wipe your feet. <laughs> oh, man. One of my favorite lines, maybe of, definitely of the season, maybe of the whole series is coming up when Ron Howard has to take the wheel. That's, is that this episode? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I always think that's the one with Mel Gibson. I think it's this one. I could be wrong. You got me second guessing here. It's like they tried to, to to jump, just like they do in the movies, and <laughs> it's always funny when Simpsons bring in real life to movie tropes that you see that work all the time. <laughs> You're right. Not well. It's such a serious delivery. 
It's, it's very dramatic. The best part is here. <laughs> I just completely whips on it. You killed him. There's there's no dramatic reason to get Homer to stop. There's no brave rescue or pulling a line or right. something. No, it's that Ron Howard totally missed. And to me, I think this is an underappreciated part of the episode. Oftentimes when they do any not just the Simpsons, but any sitcom, at the end, they've learned their lesson. And Homer here has not learned his lesson at all. No. We own you. And you're going to be in uh, <laughs> was it commercials for vacuums after you die. Which I think was a reference to didn't Fred Astaire do that? His estate do that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it goes right to his next. <laughs> and this is 1998, so Titanic is huge. And there's the there's the prediction. Yep. Or die. I didn't know <laughs> this, but that's an actual person he's pitching to. That's uh, Ron Howard's partner. Oh really? Yeah, really? that's Brian Glazer. That's his partner in in uh, is it um, Image or wherever their their production company is. Man, I love the ending coming up. <laughs> He's done it again. Two huge bags of money. I love it. And we get the Happy Days song. Oh, man, that one was really good. What a great episode. Alec Baldwin, Kim Bassinger. So is it Bassinger or Basinger? Uh, Basinger. Okay. Well, there you have it, folks. That was Season 10, Episode 5, When You Dish Upon a Star. I liked it. I thought it was a great episode, but now we're going to get the formal ratings and the rundown here, and we're going to always, as always, we give it a letter grade, and we're going to let our guest go first, since this was his selection. Um, I think it is a very, very, very good episode. Um, I don't think it quite makes the elite level of episodes. Um, so if they're an A+, plus, I'll give this episode an A, but I think it's 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 really really good. I mean, it's not an insult to say that it's not at the quite at the classic episode level, but it's still really good. So you're going A. I'm going to go A. All right, Dabs. I echo Mr. Valley's sentiments. Um, I laughed throughout every act of this. There's not really any wasted scene in this whole um, episode. Every part of it's funny. Ron Howard's amazing. So I can't let it be in the B territory. But I don't put it with the elite episodes. But it's one I will go back and watch. So I'm going to give it an A minus. A minus. All right. Marking you down for that. All right. So I really like this episode. Super strong. I And this is one of this often ranked as like one of the best times that they've actually used 
um, celebrities Agreed. ranked in the top. Yeah. So from that aspect, you know, a lot of times, you know, especially when they got to like 15, 16, 17, you're like, all right, Lady Gaga, come on. Yeah. <laughs> no, but this, this was well done, tastefully done, and hilarious deprivation of the celebrities. I loved it. Again, not in that elite territory, but I'm going to go A with Mr. Valley here. I agree with you on the celebrity stuff. For me, personally, um, one of the bigger disappointments of celebrities on The Simpsons, and you guys have done this episode, is Steve Martin, where he plays it totally straight. And it's just a very straight performance. It's fine, but there's no real satire there. There's so much you can do with Steve Martin, I feel like, and I feel like that's one of the the bigger shortcomings of a celebrity on The Simpsons. Oh, well, you're, you're, you're going to have to fight with Dabble Dab here because he loved it. Not only did he love it, his name is Ray Patterson. It's a, it's a great no, it's a great episode. <laughs> I would just rather see something with a little bit more depth for Steve Martin, not just playing um, you know, a very straightforward character. That's what I'm saying. It's a good episode. Yeah, you've got someone who has, exactly like you said, he's so wacky. He can right. do anything. He's like a banjo player on top of everything. He's a comedy genius, and you let him be the straight man. It was kind of a strange yeah, choice. Yeah, that's all right? I'm saying. But it's a great yeah, episode, yeah. too. All right, so now, you know, it's kind of tough for our guests to put this in the order, but where would you rank this? You know, you just give us a general reference point. Top 25, top 50. That's yeah, yeah, I mean. yeah. Top. I would say... When, you know, th- here's the thing. It's like I watched The Simpsons, but I don't really like, you know, I don't know all the drama behind it or, you know, all of the, the different things, why something, some seasons are better than others. You know, I just kind of watch it. Um, and years ago, I went on vacation and somebody at work uh, loaned me a book called Planet Simpson. Have you guys ever read Planet Simpson? Hmm. It's an no, excellent no, book. It, it was an excellent book, but it really sort of opened my mind. And as far as, like, I never thought of, you know, the Armin Tamzarian episode as, you know, the one where everyone jumped the shark. And, you know, it talks about all of the famous history and the episodes and all the things that are very much part of the Simpsons culture that I'd never really just thought about. I just enjoyed the Simpsons. So, you know, it killed the business for me. It was the it was the Dave Meltzer of the Observer. Oh, really? <laughs> I was just about to order it. <laughs> you no. don't think I should read it? No, it's a good book. No, you should. Absolutely, you should. It's a good book. I mean, it's it's years old. I don't know if he's ever updated it or not, but um, it was at that point where, you know, it, it kind of made me more actively think about The Simpsons. And even after I read the book, I still don't, you know, I'm not comic book guy as far as my knowledge. I just really enjoy it and kind of like you guys do. So I've never ranked all of the episodes, but if I were to generally guess, I would probably put this top 20, yeah, top 15, somewhere in there. Probably just out of the top ten, I would guess. Okay, I'm gonna put that down. That's that's pretty strong. That's pretty strong. That's you're getting to A plus territory there, for sure. For sure, the top ten are all A pluses. Yeah, I wouldn't put it top had... ten. I put top twenty, twenty five, somewhere in there. All right, cool, cool. All right, Dabs, your choice, your your turn. And I, I just ordered that book, so I can't <laughs> wait to read it. <laughs> hit, hit me with my list. All right, everyone's favorite part of the episode when I read a list of titles. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dabble Dabs lists of the 17 that we've or 16 that we've done so far and you're about to add 17 you only move twice Marge versus the monorail Homer and Apu Lemon of Troy number five Bart on the road number six Homer's enemy seven king size Homer eight Lisa I'm gonna put this one right ahead of Homer's enemy wow ahead is in six or ahead is in seven six Homer's enemy is six 
So we're going to knock that one down to seven. Ooh, that's high. That is high. Oh, A minus. Yeah, you're right. Wow. Knocking down Grimy. I love that episode, but I, this is an episode that stands out to me. I don't know why. I used to watch these DVDs from like season one to 12, and then I would just loop back. And whenever this episode would come on, I was I was super stoked. This is one that always stood out to me. And I think it's because of Ron Howard. <laughs> you got a hard on for Ron Howard. All right. Uh, all right. So I'm looking at my list here. And I'm looking, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm eyeing up the, the new number 10 slot. And that's, I'm going to put that just ahead of Trash of the Titans, which is 10. So this is my new number 10. Number 9 would be Weekend at Burnsies, which I, I love that episode. Um, but yeah, when you when you dish upon a star is new, my new, new number 10. Wow, we usually stay pretty close to each other. So this one's a pretty big deviation. Right. <laughs> you had it higher and ranked it lower. <laughs> Well, you know, the mob is broken. <laughs> Monorail. Monorail. All right. And finally, our MVPs of the episode. Well, I don't think I need to ask Dabble Dab. No, I'm okay. good. Jim, yours. Yeah. Um. Obviously, you know, Ron Howard is, is brilliant. And as I'm watching this, you think about the career that Ron Howard has had from being a child actor and then going to another hit show with with Happy Days. Um, in theory, you know, maybe had he been, um, maybe had a better hairline, or, you know, maybe even, and this is just Hollywood casting, been better looking. In theory, maybe he could have had like a Tom Hanks-style career. Um, you know, he's very good at, at everything. And he probably chose the right career path for him, but it's remarkable how how good he is. On top of that, I will say that um, a lot of the sideline characters in the mob are also excellent the way they, in one or two lines, are able to sort of crystallize uh, the culture's fascination with celebrities. As far as, uh, he loves Splash, it was really arg. Or, I've got all of these you know, mistakes that were in part of the, uh, the submarine and Hunt for Red October. Of course you'd be interested in watching them when you know, no one cares. So I think the, the angry mob kind of crystallizing the way we sort of personalize celebrities. It's probably not unlike right now with The Rock when everyone's like, oh, he should be the next president when he's told us really none of our posi- none of his positions, but we fantasize in our mind what The Rock's positions are, which are all, of course, like ours. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you're right. We don't. We have no idea where The Rock stands on things, but we like to think that it's just perfectly in line with ourselves. And you just want to see him. Well, I just would like to see him go give a nice rock bottom to uh, Vladimir Putin or whatever. I know where he stands. I know where he stands on candy asses and uh, pie. Yeah. <laughs> they changed the White House name to the SmackDown Hotel. That'd be cool. All right. So my. So, so you're, are you going Ron Howard as the MVP? Um, well, I didn't, am I allowed to go the same MVP or I'm going to go angry sure. mob MVP. I'm going to say the angry mobs. <laughs> He's taking the yeah. field. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I think Homer carries the episode. Obviously there's, there's no, there's no B story arc. It's just the A story arc. And, and Homer's shenanigans, Homer's just like playing off of Ron Howard was great. Um, so I'm going Homer. But now, who's your secondary your character? The 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 uh, what's that called in Oscar land? 
you know, uh, the runner up. Supporting role. Best supporting. Best supporting. Best supporting role. Yes. Who you got, Dabs? Man, um, it doesn't even matter. This one's all about Ron Howard for me. He's uh, Mo. I'm gonna go with Mo because he only has like two lines in the whole thing, and they both made me laugh. Where he's like, "Oh, it's nobody. Throw your rocks." And then he also gets uh, Kirk Van Houten to electrocute himself and then just laughs as his child is concerned. So I'm going to go Mo. Okay. Jim? Uh, this is a tough one. Um, I love the Royal Crown Cola reference because that's just funny. <laughs> um, I would say Ray Bolger, but, you know, Ray Bolger is just looking out for Ray Bolger. So I'm probably going to say <laughs> – I'm going to say the pie because really the pie is your heart, I think, of this episode. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna go Kim Bassinger because I like when she, uh, I like when she kind of brags about her Oscars and Alec Baldwin doesn't have any, and and she won a Best Supporting Oscar, so yes, yeah, so hey, there she, there you go, Kim Bassinger it is, it is pronounced Basinger, yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's gonna do it for the Simpsons Watch Along episode number seventeen with our wonderful guest Jim Valley. Uh, Jim, before we go, get out all your plugs. Um, yeah, I host for some reason a vast number of podcasts. I don't know how that happened. Um, so we do a wrestling observer live. I'm on there with Brian on Fridays and I do my own show on Saturdays. I've got the Portland WrestleCast where I talk about Don Owens, Portland territory. And if you've never watched it, it's okay. I lay everything out ahead of time. And then we do interviews with people that were there and it's, you know, a lot of people, you know, it's kind of one of the forgotten territories. So people have learned a lot about it. So I kind of enjoy that. And then we do a, a watch along with my friend Pat McNeil, uh, the Wayback Playback. Uh, it's free. You can find it at uh, my Twitter or his Twitter, Real Pat McNeil. And we just pick some wrestling thing on the network and kind of like this, watch it and uh, and talk about it, but not as entertaining. And you can follow follow him at Jim Valley on Twitter. And yeah. again, check out his shows at thewrestlingobserver.com. I yeah, always entertaining shows. We, we I. Did you know Dabble Dab was a frequent caller into to the the Wrestling Observer Live? I did not know that. Is he Ryan? <laughs> Come on, man! Put your cards on the table. You're killing me now. Put your cards on the table. Uh, no, I I call I don't call in too frequently. Maybe like once every two months or something. I'm I call in from Knoxville, and I usually have a question about the game. Right, 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 right. And that's because I referenced uh, the Wig Sphere the other week. Exactly. Yeah, that was like a yeah. week ago, maybe. So I, I got my uh, fill in. So I'll I'll probably talk to you in another. Well, month I, I, when stuff. we were driving through um, Tennessee, I specifically made my wife stop so I could get a picture there, and a picture in front of the Mid South Coliseum. Awesome. Yeah, I, I lived in Knoxville for two years, and that's how Dabble Dab and I became friends. And I, <laughs> between the two of us, I've been in the wig sphere. He has not. And let me, let me tell you, <laughs> not worth going up in. Not very tall. The restaurant at the top sucks, and there's no wigs. I've got enough wigs just lying around the house. I don't need to go into a sphere. Yeah, it's not as tall as you want. I mean, being from the Seattle here with the Space Needle, um, yeah, you'd think it'd be a little taller. but Yeah, disappointing, much like most of the things in Knoxville. All right. Hey, <laughs> well, that's going to do it for the Simpsons watch along podcast episode number 17. We appreciate everybody giving us your time and watching along with the Simpsons. Follow us on Twitter at Simpsons watch on Instagram at Simpsons watch. Follow myself at peace machine, follow at dabble dab as well. Give us all a like, follow, share. You can subscribe to our show on any of the podcast aggregating networks. So just 
Search for Simpsons Watch Along and you'll find it. And until next time, we'll leave you with our famous three words. Watch, watch the Simpsons.